I Needed That podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and NeuroGum and Mint. Absolutely. So the first one would be NeuroGum. Have you have you heard about NeuroGum? I have. I actually bought a pack of this gum at a Sprouts one time. How were you introduced to it? So a couple months ago, JB, who's our project manager on our app, is like, dude, I've got the best gum in the world. You're going to freak out. He gave me a sample. I loved it. Um, and and he is the funniest thing is like, not only does it make you feel great, increase your focus, but the flavor of it. I don't know how you guys did it, but you did it. And it's so good. It lasts forever. Go to the sponsor link, which we've set up for you at tryneurogum.com slash I needed that. That's T-R-Y-N-E-U-R-O-G-U-M.com slash I needed that to enjoy energy, calm and focus whenever you need it. Try the gum, try the mints. You're going to love them both. Let's talk about better help. For so many people, it's an incredible service, and it's needed now more than ever. Amen to that, for sure. And what's so great about BetterHelp is it's the world's largest therapy service. It's all online, 100% online. So to get started, all you do is you answer a couple of questions about your needs, your preferences in therapy, and then you're off and you're scheduling uh, with somebody that is going to be able to talk to you. Now, what I love about BetterHelp is say you don't connect with somebody right away. There's, there's people waiting in the wings. Like, you can change therapists. That's no big deal. That's what I love about it, too. They'll actually match you up with someone who has uh, commonalities and has shared experiences. And so they can really connect with you because it's like, oh, yeah, well, I've been through that, too. And yeah. we're going to save you a little bit of money. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash I Needed That. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash I Needed That. And just so you know, we're going to throw all of this stuff in the show notes, too, because we really want you to take advantage of it. There is literally nothing better than talking to a therapist and picking up some tools to make your life more meaningful. And what I want to say to people is, is so many times we think about therapy and we think, oh, I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. There's almost nothing wrong with you. You're not broken you no. just need a couple of tools and tricks and strategies and something like to kind of set you up and get you to the next place right that's, that's it just like we need exercise for our physical health therapy is there for our mental health and Beautiful. you can't you can't have one without the other it's a holistic approach and i can't i cannot stress it strongly enough yeah so go ahead and take a look in the show notes get a link to hero yeah. gum better help move one million uh learn from people who lived it.com is how you connect with me that's it that's all we got for you today you ready to get into the podcast Yes. Let's go, buddy. I needed that. I'm down for that. I Let's think go. that's cool. Well, Chris's podcast, I Needed That, co-hosted by Matthew Blades, is available on all streaming platforms, everybody. So this is actually where we get down into some really up some tactical stuff. I like and And here we go. And Solutions and strategies. That's what this is all about. Bro, what? we just hit 100,000. We made $100,000? No, no, 100,000 downloads. Again, we were talking with Rachel from season five of my show. And so so where are they now episode? It, it is. For those of you who don't know me, I walked away from my radio show with a year left on my contract. <laughs> Who's whistling right now? Welcome to episode number 32 of the I Needed That podcast. I'm Matthew Blades. And I am Chris Powell. You are Chris Powell. You I am Chris like, Powell. I am Chris Powell. you like the real Chris Powell, the <laughs> yes. guy I see on Instagram. That's you. That's right. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> Welcome to, uh, like I said, episode number 32 of the I Needed That podcast. Uh, we have an incredible episode lined up for you today. We're going to do a deep dive on something called lottery syndrome. And that's because everybody's excited about the lottery right now. So I thought it was a nice, neat little tie. Yeah, between Powerball and Mega Millions, everyone's rushing out to grab their tickets. But sure enough, there's a 
incredible parallel path in the world of transformation that we call lottery syndrome. So can't wait to dive into that one. All right. We're going to talk about relationships a little bit today. It'll be a call to action and uh, we're going to play name that tune, maybe a little would you rather. Um, right out of the gate, we were we were scheduled today to have uh, a gentleman named Alexio on the podcast today. And just a few minutes before the podcast episode recording, we got a note from his team saying that he was not going to be able to make it. Uh, and so uh, first and foremost, we hope that everything's okay because I don't think anybody would cancel a podcast two minutes before unless something was maybe not okay. So. No, and he's a busy guy. He's got a lot going on. He's the CEO of company. And he's hanging so, out with Kevin Hart. Yeah, which, you know what, though? I would understand then. Okay. Mark Cuban <laughs> called him, and he can't talk right now. Right, right now. exactly. So, uh, oh, well, it's all good because, you know, we've got a ton of stuff to cover with you guys today, a lot, a lot to talk about. Let's have some fun. Well, and it's an opportunity to put to practice, put into, uh, like, uh, what am I trying to say, to practice what you preach, yes. which is to be adaptive and to adjust and to, you know, kind of figure it out, to ebb and to flow and to, uh, when one door closes, maybe another one opens up. Yeah, so here's us ebbing. Or, ebbing and Or flowing. are we flowing? <laughs> I think we're flow. ebbing and flowing. Yes, okay. Although I don't know what <laughs> ebbing means. Uh, you know, so there's the, uh, it's a reference to a tide, right? I have no idea. Yeah, like an ebb tide and the flow tide. Yeah, where it comes up okay. and it goes back and it goes, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I think. You've just blown everybody's <laughs> mind right now. I, I really do think it has to do with the tides, yes. I was this many years old when I finally learned out what ebbing and flowing meant. Well, they could keep in mind, I might be way off, but as, as, I, reach, as I reach for my phone to do a, a Google search, I hope some of you look are doing up. the same. And by the way, I just noticed on your screen, it, it already says it's 106 degrees outside. Oh I mean, it gosh. is not even freaking 10 o'clock yet. Give me a break, Arizona. Ah, I know. This I heat know. is brutal. Um, okay. Well, so, okay, here we go. Ebb and flow, a recurrent or rhythmic pattern of coming and going or decline and regrowth. But hold on. Um, let me see where, where the term comes from. Because I'm guessing to ebb. Yeah. Oh, here we go. You're right. The expression alludes to the inward and outward movement of ocean tides. This guy is so smart. <laughs> yeah, but it may feel good when you know something like that. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I know a lot of totally random trivia that oh, yeah. I don't know the application in real life, but nevertheless. There are people who know a little about a lot, and there are people <laughs> who know a lot about a little, um, and call them A. I think I'd put myself in column A, too. Would you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know a little bit about a lot. I can basically be in any room I need to yes. and, and get by. Yes, you can, actually. Yeah. You have enough life experience <laughs> to carry on a conversation with just about anybody. It doesn't matter to me, and I enjoy it. Oh, and you're good at it, yeah. too. Yes. I don't have as much energy to do it as I used to, but I, I still enjoy it. Oh, man. You, you can still hang. How was uh, vacation, man? Do you feel like you unplugged? Because, uh, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit about overwhelm in our last live, and you were kind of getting to that point. You articulated to our audience that you were going to go check in with your therapist uh, that Friday at 2 o'clock, kind of talk a little bit about that overwhelm. Huh? Where are you? Where is the real Chris Powell? We got to, I think, I think we actually got to the root of a lot of the stuff that's going on, and you know, this is so crazy, but it stems from past trauma. Go figure. <laughs> what? <sighs> yeah, mind yeah. blown, huh? <laughs> so, um, Are you comfortable walking us through a little something? Ab absolutely. Okay. And I, I even thought about this. I thought about it a, a little bit over the week, and I thought this would be a really good thing to talk about with everybody listening because I think in some form or fashion, everybody could probably relate 
um, obviously to past trauma affecting our actions and behaviors in the present and projecting into the future. Okay, so where do I begin? Last week, I have been feeling, guys, I mean, I've been feeling over the last few months this growing pressure, like this growing tension and this anxiety that's really, it's gotten to a point of overwhelm. It's debilitated your decision making. It 100% has yeah. to the point, and we were talking about this last week, it was like I would get a text from someone and I couldn't even respond to a text. I don't know if, I mean, for the last week on social, it's been really spotty because it's hard for me to even post, even though it's so easy to post, but it's the little things I just, I can't even bring myself to do it because it just seems so, I, even decision making is hard. Ruby's like, hey, dad, what are we going to have for breakfast? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what do you want for breakfast? I can't even, th-. you know, it's, it's just too much. Everything feels like it's too much. So here's what it actually all stems from. I'm going to take you on a, on a journey back to, <laughs> back to the past, back to, you know, 2004 to 2006. Okay. And this was, I actually, in, in that period of time, I had invented a, uh, a nutrition system that I was so passionate about. It's still a brilliant idea, but I ended up saving up and, and working my butt off as a trainer. You know, I saved up over $100,000. I ended up borrowing well over $100,000 from other people as well. And, um, and, and some, some, I know a handful of people know this story, but, um, sure enough, it came down to the, you know, getting, taking the product to the market, but at the same time, so I, I took all this money, I tooled a factory in China and I started creating these nutrition systems. We've talked about this on one of the earlier podcasts. Yep. Yeah, we, we certainly have. And, and so I, and then when the, when the systems actually came in, um, you know, I, I ended up opening up. The container and sure enough the products fell apart in my hands and it caused I mean there was so much I mean I, I was devastated in that time because I, I maxed out credit cards I borrowed a ton of money and I spent a lot of my own savings you know to, to create these systems they fell apart the only thing I had left to do though is to then uh, run and manufacture replacement parts and try to salvage these 12,000 units of this nutrition system that I had. So I ran the replacement parts and we ended up, you know, a month later they came in from China and we ended up set up these assembly lines and literally stripped every product, put in the replacement parts. In the meantime, though, I had no more money for marketing. I had no more money for anything. So I just came back to Arizona with the workable product that we still had and I tried to sell it. And some of it sold, a lot of it didn't. And it ended up just sitting in, this, in these warehouses. And um, that was the beginning of my downside where I ended up losing, you know, well over $200,000. Ended up living out of my car. It spiraled into a, a painkiller addiction because I was taking painkillers to avoid and to, to numb myself from just the, that pain of... You were overwhelmed uh, then too. Yeah. And, and, and the, just the pain of feeling like a failure. Mm-hmm. And you know what's really interesting now is that every single time since then, and that I look back on that and I say, wow, I grew so much in, in that time, in that time period. Granted, I went through some really big struggles, but it was coming out of those struggles gave me a whole new sense of compassion and empathy for people who were struggling with addiction. It also it taught me that I have to take 
extreme ownership for my actions and what I did to put myself into that position as well. And it also taught me some fortitude because only one person was going to dig myself out. And I grabbed the shovel, the, the shovel and I started digging myself out. So I, I look at all those strengths. However, I didn't realize how much that trauma affected me, especially losing everything and li- living out of my car. And so this is what I was digging into with my therapist last Monday because every single time before I launch something new now, I go through this and it's all rooted in that trauma. And it's before, I mean, before the show started as we're creating the show and then sure enough, we, we, we launched the show or before I started my, my company years ago called transform before we launched it, literally the entire team, they had to kind of pick me up because about a month before launch, I just couldn't function anymore because of the overwhelm and the anxiety from that past trauma. And sure enough, here we are, you know, and I've spent the last year and nine months building our new platform, which I'm so excited about. I mean, I've taken everything I've learned for 20 plus years and we're about to roll this thing out in September, right? September. That that's, that's the planned date of launch. And so sure enough, here, here comes that past trauma again. And it's reaching a point where I, I can't function. And so I've like my team's rallying around me, but it's, it's nice to at least identify that past trauma that's triggering it. Because I think deep down inside, I always think, what if, you know, what if the worst case happens? What if I launch it and it's a catastrophe? And what if I lose everything again? Mm-hmm. And, and, and now it's not just me living out of my car. Now I got two kids to worry about, yeah. you know, and I got to be smart about this. And I got a lot more responsibility on my shoulders and I've got my team that's believing in me. It's like, oh man, like this, it, it really, it, it did do a number on me. It, yeah. it was really traumatic and it changed the, it changed the, the wiring in my brain. And, with, and I'm with, only smiling because this is what I love to talk about every single day of my life. Oh man, I know. But it, and that, that's what trauma does. It changes the actual way that the brain fires and it, it reprograms it, not in a good way, in a way where it's, it can be debilitating. Well, it, 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 re- it programs you in a way. So if that happens again, you go into fight or flight and you're like just trying to survive. Yeah. And, um, so what did she, what did he or she, your, your therapist, did, did they offer up any, any, any tips, any tools? Did you, uh, talk about strategies or was it enough just to acknowledge the fact that that was where these thoughts are coming from? Because I'm quick to share with everybody, you listening to us right now are going to have on average 6,000 thoughts today. Wow. Okay? That's the average human being has 6,000 thoughts a day. Wow. And if you don't know what to do with those thoughts, or if you have a faulty operating system based on a past trauma, you're going to execute in that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, um, I use computers a lot to make, to make this time. Like imagine, so when did this happen? 2004? Uh, everything fell apart in 2006. Okay. So 2000, imagine the, the, the computer that you had on your desk in 2006, the operating system that was on there. If you went to Best Buy tomorrow, would you go buy the 2006 version of the operating system or would you be looking for something that has a newer operating system? Yeah, take the new operating that's system. That's it, right? And so that's, yeah. that's what's so helpful about acknowledging the trauma because then you can say, oh, that's the old crap trying to come up again. Right. And you can say to that thought, thought thank you. Thanks for you know, trying to keep me safe. Thanks for trying to protect me. But 
I, I give you no power anymore. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm in a new way of thinking. Yeah. I got different people around me. I've got an unbelievable thing happening. We're not outsourcing to China to get a couple of bunch of stuff done. Like, you know, you're doing a lot of different things this time than you did last time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 100% we are. Better people. Yes. Better oh, product. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All, all of the above. All of the above. But it's, isn't it funny, though, how I still go back and I try to pull that 2006 operating system you? off the shelf? For sure. Why You're hardwired yeah. to go there. Yep. I mean, that's the thing that people have to understand about big T's and little T's, big traumas and little traumas. They wire you in a way to operate your life. Yeah. And you, if you acknowledge it, then you can at least take a second and go, hold on a second. This is crap. Is this a real thought or is this just me being spooked out about something that happened earlier? Yes. Huh? Yes. And, and, and the, the answer to that is it's the latter. I'm spooked out about something that happened later. We never got to strategies or tactics to deal with it. it the biggest thing with, with the therapy session was just identifying it, and it was a big aha moment. I love what you're saying right now, though, because I can apply that. Just, again, being aware of that and saying, I understand that's my old operating system. Now, okay, here's, here's what I can do because I can look. I can list out all the things that are different now. And all of the benefits and all the reasons why what we're doing is good. And, and it's the right thing to do. And it's a beautiful, it's, it's an a, awesome product. It's a beautiful product to bring to the world. 100%. Yeah. And I'm not sitting here trying to like sell it or anything like that. It is right. I believe so strongly in it and it's created to help people. And, and so it's, it's kind of without sounding righteous. I feel like it's our duty to bring this to the world because it, it will speak to so many people, and I'm excited about that. So I yeah. can't stop that. No. And it's silly. It's actually silly to, 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 but at the same time, I, I observe myself literally like shutting down when it's, when it's something I should be so excited about, sure. you know? And I'm, I'm just, and it's, it's like I'm starting to dread the launch because of the silliness of running that past program. And the thing is, I'm aware of it. You know, like <laughs> for everyone That's listening, we're all how is yeah. it, how funny is it that we're so aware of it, but we continue to struggle with Bro. running those systems and you're aware of it and you're like, no, I'm going to run my new operating system. There's so much good, but it's just this battle and it's going to be a battle to the launch. It is. It's going to be a battle after the launch. Yeah, for sure. Is this real? Is yeah. this really happening? Yes. Yes, mm. absolutely. Hmm. So just... If, if anyone out there listening has gone through something and it not, no one out there has gone through the exact same thing, but if you can just kind of just remove my name from it, remove my trauma from it and plug in yours, your name and your trauma, then just know that you're not alone. Yeah. I, I, but again, it's funny because here I am just coming, you know, struggling with overwhelm, anxiety, all these things. And sure enough, it comes back to something that happened 15 plus years ago, 16 years ago, that I didn't realize how powerfully it affected me. I mean, in the moment it was, it was bad, but I didn't realize how powerfully it was still affecting me. And now that I know I have that power, yeah. I have the power to change it. So how so, have you been sorting it out? Because that was a week and a half ago. How do you feel like you're doing? I feel like I'm doing well. It helps me to put, just put my head down and continue. You know what I end up doing is creating this huge checklist, which is good. Checklists are, yes. Movement. Yes, yes. Decision making. Go. That's it. And I'm, it's not huge decisions. Right. 
it's little it's itty bitty. Just man. I'm just checking off things, and I I'm continuing to move forward with baby steps, and then I the, my next step is from this conversation to go rally my team around me and let them know that this is what I'm dealing with. Yeah. And share they them have to know. 100%. And so, because right now, they're, they're, they've been trying to pump me up because it's like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. They're like, what can I take off your plate? How can I help you? I need to let them know actually where this is coming from with this past trauma so they can make more sense of it. Because right now it's like, Why is Chris freaking out? Yeah. Why is he panicking? Yeah, Because it certainly doesn't help the culture and, and the morale when... I, like me, I'm I'm leading the charge, and if I'm freaking out, it doesn't help them at all. So I, I need to explain to them where it's coming from. And also, I think when I do that, just that alone, I don't think, bro. I know. I, I know when I do that, it will help me control it so much more. And it will then, when I start to feel those that that feeling of overwhelm, everybody knows. And there's nothing that I have to hide. There's something just cathartic about saying it here. Yeah, 100%. Right? Oh, my gosh, yeah. You just you unload this stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, this, okay, good. Yep. And what I love about your example is people can apply this to just about anything that's happened to them. Yeah. To simplify this so much, it's like the etching got made, the decision-making kept happening, you're back at something that looks like it, so, of course, you're going to choose that operating system. Mm. And yep. it's faulty. It's a faulty operating system. This is not that situation. Yeah. That situation is not still happening to you. Right. That is in the rearview mirror. Yep. And you don't, and you can learn from it, of course. We can all learn from our, our, our stuff, but we don't have to let it operate us anymore. Bingo. Yeah. So how do we work on you not giving that past situation so much power? <sighs> That's... That's the burning question right there. The answer yeah. is you punch it in the face. Yeah. You go right through it. Yeah. Every time it shows up, you acknowledge it and you move through it. Yeah. Every time it shows up for you, Chris, you just say, okay, this is the old, that's the old operating system. Let me make a decision that moves me forward. Yeah. I, that's why I, I love I like your that. list. Yeah. The, the list has been wildly helpful. You know what you just said also? It's funny. I was listening to a podcast with Paul Conti. He's like the head of psychology at Stanford. And he was saying that, that's exactly what you do with trauma, is that you face it head on with childlike curiosity. There it is. With no, no emotion, but childlike curiosity as to, like, what are these feelings I'm feeling? Why am I feeling them? I'm looking, and you said, he said, you look directly at the trauma. And of course, you know, I, I highly encourage everyone to do this with a licensed professional. Yeah, but but sure. that's, I mean, what, what you just said, and that's and of course that's what I did is I got a licensed professional that's helping me through this. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that's it's spot on, man. Man, good. Yeah, well, just keep going right through it. You and everybody else just keep going right through it. I have to yeah. tell myself that almost daily. Yeah. Right, and I have to do things that scare me almost all the time. Uh, last week, putting proposals together for a potential sponsorship for this podcast. Right. Yeah. There's a story in my head that's like it might not work. But I cannot pay attention to that because right. I have, we have something different now. We have something special now. We have something that I know is reaching folks in a yeah. meaningful way. And like you said about your app, I believe it's our duty to be here behind these microphones, having these conversations right now because there is somebody who is waking up in this moment. 100%. Yeah. Right. I this, agree. The, the, the light just went on for him about, oh, my God, that's why everything keeps happening the way it keeps happening. Yeah. I'm using 
freaking Windows 98, <laughs> and it's 2023. Yeah, yeah. And you're not alone. You're not alone. We're over here trying to operate on the same system, but, yeah. but we're, we're waking up with you also. It just doesn't work, and I have yeah. to keep rebooting the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know yes, saying? yes. All right, good. Yeah, so, man. I like it. So the call to action really is make a list, start moving forward. Bingo. Okay. That's it. And, and, and face it head on. Like identify that root, the root of that trauma mm-hmm. and then look at it with that childlike curiosity. Wow, it's fascinating that I'm actually reacting this way. Yeah. Not like, oh, I'm a loser. I'm terrified. And it, nothing. No. Wow, this is really interesting. That th- th- this is how I'm reacting. Somebody Why said to me it? last week. They said, pl- uh, they said, dream like a child, plan like an adult. Mm, yeah. And I like, I like that. that. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, and that goes to that curiosity. All right. Yeah. Well, good, listen. I I hope that uh, the overwhelm settles a little bit. Yes. You're, thank- you're just in the season right now too. So. Yeah, thank you for bringing this up. I, yeah. I I needed that. Yeah, good, <laughs> yeah. Man, me too. And, and think, well, I'm overwhelmed too, so I, I, yeah. I think that a lot of people are. Yeah, you're feeling it too. Sure. Yeah. Of course. And I'm just trying to use my tools, which is like acknowledge it, know where it's coming from, and keep going. But it doesn't mm. make it easy. No, it certainly does. You still got to do the work. You still mm. got to take those steps forward. Uh, I know. You have to do yeah. the work. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. I want to do the work. <laughs> I know, but you know what, though? Man, when you look back after after putting in the work... Gosh, that's where all of our strength comes from and our yeah. fortitude and everything. And you, you look back and you go, man, I made it so far. Mm. Look at me now. It's a great yeah. opportunity to remind you guys that we have BetterHelp as one of our uh, sponsors of this podcast. And honestly, what Chris just said is could be the game changer. Now, listen, I'm very clear to say that not everybody is going to respond or needs cognitive therapy. But mm-hmm. that is what BetterHelp does better than anything in the world. Talk therapy. That's, yes. what, that's what that means, talking that out. And so we have a link on our website that will save you some money to get started. So if this journey speaks to you and you want to go and you want to get some help, betterhelp.com. Uh, but it, actually, if you use the link in our podcast and we get the credit for it, they know they're investing in a, in a meaningful podcast. And so we're asking you to hit that specific link in our show notes if you want to choose them. Yeah, absolutely. And, cool. and you know what? Like, um, I'm sure, I don't know if, if you've gone through, actually, I know you've gone through this before, but you know, the interesting thing about you know, getting mental help and, and getting counseling. Everyone's talking about it now. Mental health, mental health. It's like, well, how do I even find a therapist or a counselor? And before it's like, well, talk to your insurance company, ask around, open up the phone book, whatever. Make an appointment, wait three weeks. Man, they really have made it easy. And I, I love it because one of the biggest barriers of entry to getting people the help that they need is actually how to find a therapist. Yeah. And this way it's like, okay, we'll download the app. And then they'll match you, and then you can just – and if it doesn't – it's not a good match because you have to build good rapport with this other individual. And they'll find someone with similar likes and similar hobbies, like a therapist that can help you out that you actually have a lot in common with. Maybe another therapist who's been through a divorce. You know, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, okay, this is great. And so – and then you can literally just go from therapist to therapist. They've made that process easy where it was they really difficult in, before. Man. Yeah. Um, all right, we got a couple of places we can go. We're going to do a deep dive today on lottery syndrome. We're going to talk about lottery tickets here in just a couple of minutes. We can do <laughs> name that tune right now, or I have a relationship question that I can pose to you and everybody else. <laughs> let's uh, let's go relationships. Okay, relationships. Yeah, let's just have some fun here. Here's the question, and I would love for folks to respond uh, right here in the comments. How long do you give a relationship to improve before you give up and you decide that it just won't happen? 
I mean, you know, there's patience and there's ridiculous. So how long do you give a relationship? And this isn't just like, you know, like romantic relationships. This could be friendships, business relationships, right? all of the relationships. How long do you give it before you decide it just won't happen? Oh, boy. I know. Yeah. This is a big-ass can of worms for me because I, 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 and I, here's, here's a great, I learned this through therapy. I have a tendency to romanticize relationships. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean when I say that? I, I believe you set unrealistic expectations around. I think the relationship is sexier than it is. Right. Yes. I romanticize it. I'm like, oh, this is great. No, everything's good. And I ignore like very real things that are happening that are not contributing to this being actually a great relationship. (laughs) Major red flags. (laughs) Major red flags. Yes. Yes. I I have a tendency to to do the same. I was thinking about this the other day, but like to answer the question, like, well, it's funny. I I mean, I I gave, I gave my marriage. Yeah. You guys worked for hell. Four years before it was like, this is not going to work. I mean, it was four years of a lot. But going back to relationships, here's the thing. Okay, let's, let's, let's walk ourselves through a relationship. First of all, you find somebody. The process of actually finding somebody is difficult. It's, well, I mean, depending on, like, how much exposure do you have to other people. Yeah, right. And I, I haven't played around with dating apps or anything, but actually, like, to find someone where there's, like, there's a connection. So, like, and by the way, there, there could possibly be a, like, you could find that person attractive, and then the moment you're together, you're like, there's no connection. Right. That happens a lot. Tons. It happens more often than physical attraction and ke- that chemistry, you know, connection. So, it's like, okay, you have that, but then... Is there an emotional connection, you know? And then in order to find all of those things, oh my gosh, like you got to filter through a lot. So there's a lot of energy expended. So the moment some red flags start to pop up, it's, I I don't blame anyone for trying to look past those because you just put in so much work just to get to where you are. And it's just like the moment a red flag comes up, it's like, oh no, come on, like really? <laughs> and it's like, and if that red flag does pop, it pops up, do you just call it all off? Or do you like, do you think, well, we can work through that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, perhaps if we communicate about it, that we can, or do you wait for two red flags or three red flags? Like how many do you have to work through? I don't know where the line is. I think it has a little bit more, as I'm listening to you talk, I think it has a little bit more to do with when the red flags show up. For example, if you are in a brand new three-week relationship and flags are showing up, it's time to hit the eject button. 100, yes, yes, right? absolutely. But if you're married five, six, well. seven, ten years, <laughs> and then some flags start showing up, well, then you're like, okay, well, let's try to work on this. There's a history here. We owe it to this relationship to try to put in a little bit of effort to see if we can't overcome it. Because a lot of times what's happening in those situations is what you just talked about with your relate, what's called relational programming. Mm. Based on prior experiences, something is showing up. Now this person is acting in a, in a way where you don't like it. So there's some value in maybe figuring out if they too are using a faulty operating system when they're coming to the table on this situation. But I've always felt that for people who are in long-term relationships, you owe it to the relationship, unless there's really terrible things happening, right? You owe it to the relationship to see if it will come back around. Because if you think about the history of like, like, listen, we've been friends for 10 years. Hopefully we get to be friends for the next 50 years. Oh yeah. I'm sure we're going to have a ride like this, right? Like I'm sure there's going to be days where it's like, nah, 
And then I'm sure there's going to be days like, yes, right? Yeah, like, but absolutely. That's, that's just relationship. Yeah, true. I, I think... I think we're slowly kind of narrowing down on on probably a good solution or a good okay. answer. You, you said it. It was, I think it has everything to do with how much time and energy you've invested into yes. the relationship determines how long you should try to work on any red flags that come up. So it's like, yeah, if you're chatting with someone for a week, red flag, all right, you know what, maybe I'm going to back out. And it's like the, the more time and energy you invest into this individual, the more you, you probably have a tendency, number one, to hang on. Or to at least try to work through those red flags. I mean, but of course, you're in a relationship for two years, a couple of red flags. Let's see if you can work through it. Yeah, because they something might have been triggered in them, right? Like some mm. former past thing might have shown up that kind of looks like this new thing, and that's caused them to act in a way where you're like, I don't even recognize this person. Of course you don't. Yeah. They set up that operating system back in 1988 when they got this, that, and the other thing happened to yeah. them or whatever. Yeah, and if they're willing to work on it. Yeah, that's the key. That's Probably, I, I would. I think that is the green flag right there. It's like, man, if that other individual is willing to work with you on, and perhaps willing to see a couples counselor or whatever that might be, then I think. I mean, that for for me, it's like, oh, okay, then this is this is worth fighting for. Okay, I have my final yeah. answer. You ready yeah. for it? Here's my final answer. How long do you give a relationship to improve before you give up and decide it won't happen? Final answer for Matthew Blades is: as long as the other person still wants to be in the room, we keep moving. Oh, okay. Is, but, but the moment somebody's like, I don't think this is the relationship for me and they don't really want to work on it, then mm. I think that's, that's when you have to call it quits. Mm -hmm. But as long as there's still an investment from both people, then keep going. Yes. Can I, can I put a cherry on top there? Please. And as long as they're not just saying they're willing to work on it, but that their actions are speaking much louder than Amen. their words, that they're actually working on it. Cause I know a lot of people like, Oh yeah, we'll work through this. We'll work through this. And then they, they, they don't work on it. No, they don't right. put the time and energy in, but every time it comes down to it, Oh, but I'm, but I'm working on it. No, you're not like, you're not meeting me halfway. And yeah. like, you're doing all the work and they're like, just drag me along through this. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, we would we would love to know what you guys think about that. You can leave a comment in the uh, in the comments below. Leave your comment in the comments below. Is I think what I'm trying to say. Um, our deep dive on lottery syndrome coming up. How about a round of name that tune? Yeah, buddy. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, let's okay. let's go. All right, all right. Gonna... We love some music on this show. Which, by the way, I have to tell everybody, I am addicted to this song right now by Olivia Rodrigo called Vampire. Mm. I just played it for you for the first time. Thoughts, feelings, and opinions. I, it was incredible. Listen, she's so cool. I just found out today who Olivia Rodrigo is as, as you introduced me to her. At the moment you played it, all of a sudden Ruby comes over. She goes, oh, I love that song, Vampire. I was like, where have I been? Yeah. Well, busy it's, working, bro. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> That's the answer. Overwhelmed. Oh, you've been overwhelmed, right? <laughs> yeah. you, think you, have, you think you have room and space for Olivia Rodrigo? Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. She's it's, it's, she is incredible, but you got too much going on. Wow, man. It's a, it's a good song. If you haven't heard it yet, you got to check it out. Speaking of being late to the party, you know what I'm late to the party on, but I love it? Arrested Development. You ever watch that show? Dude, I've seen a few episodes and it was amazing. So now that I'm yes. listening to Smartless, uh, this <laughs> podcast with Jason Bateman and Will Arnett and Sean Hayes, uh, which by the way, I'm going to throw this into the universe. I would freaking love to have Jason Bateman on this podcast. Oh man. Yeah. I think Jason and I are like the same people. And so that by that definition, <laughs> you and Jason are like the same people. It would yes. be amazing to have him on. Did you ever watch Ozark? I never, I watched a few episodes and I couldn't get into it. Ah, uh, Yeah. 
But what's crazy is you go back and watch Arrested Development. That show started in 2003. Wow. Yeah. So Portia de Rossi is super young in it. Jason Bateman's super young in it. Will Arnett's really young in it. And Michael Sarah. Yes. He's like a teenage boy no in it. No way. It's kind of trippy. Wow, that's crazy. Smart. Yeah, I, I saw a couple episodes, and it was br- the, the best writers. Brilliantly oh, done. Man. Yes. So good. All right, you got a song for uh, me? I got one for you. All right, you get the, this song works here on the, game, on the uh, podcast. We get the first clip of the song, just the first two or three seconds, and then we have to identify and name that tune. Okay, I'm taking you back to the past, as I always do. Right, we're, go. we're going to the 90s now. Here okay. we go. Okay. Ready. Mm-hmm. Stop. I got it already. <laughs> zombie. Yes. Hey, hey. Cranberry. Yes. Zombie. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yeah, good, yes, good yes. job. Thank you, brother. Job, Thank you buddy. very much. I will stay in the 90s for your song. You ready? You got one chord, and you got it. That's all I needed. Oh, my gosh. That was really good. You're going to do the same thing on this one. You okay, ready? Okay, let's see. Yeah. I'm going I'm to stay in the 90s. Right. Chris Paul, here is your song. Stay. Um, Lisa Loeb. See? <laughs> you didn't need much time either, brother. Oh. You said that I was naive. I thought that I- What a perfect song that actually relates to our topic about relationships. Mm-hmm. Stay. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, it, yeah. There's no mistakes, right? Oh, no, that was awesome. There's no mistakes. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. It's time for our deep dive. We have special music for the deep dive, so oh, let yeah. me... Um, here and with the lottery being as big as it is right now I, I think somebody did maybe catch the powerball but the mega millions i just looked is 820 million dollars as of the, the morning of this recording yes and and they say according to statistics that you actually have a better chance of dying on the way to buy the lottery ticket than you actually <laughs> winning the lottery ticket it's which is so it's, morbid it's, it's isn't so, it i was about to say that's the word i was going to use that's so morbid such a morbid oh. thought but and, and why is it that like whenever they look at those statistics like whenever they they name fun statistics they're always morbid like you're more likely to be hit by lightning twice eat or by, eat by a shark eaten by a shark yeah exactly it's like Oh, man. Because I think what they're trying to drive home is that it's a scam. Ah. Stop doing hey, it. Hey, man. Someone's going to win. We all dream ah, of man. what our life will be like when we win the lottery. I'm going to buy a ticket. Are you? No. Really? But, I, I, but, bought a, I bought a ticket last week and I did not win. <laughs> this is why our deep dive today is so timely. Well, here's the thing. If I win, I, I, we're not going to say anything. But you're going to notice this entire set's going to get really different, <laughs> really fast. <laughs> so if next week we're sitting there in like a massive studio and we've yeah. got like four different setups and we're going from set to set, then you guys, you can start uh, getting a little suspicious. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But but also we might win and not change a thing. This is true. No, that's, there's not happening. Right it's um, going to be a new set. <laughs> what does lottery syndrome mean to you? Well, you know, it's it's funny since we, we were just going back and forth about Powerball and Mega Millions. And I was like, dude, it's so funny because um, we we run into something so similar in the world of transformation. How so? And with everybody who I start the journey off with, um, everyone always, they talk about when I lose the weight, then I can, I'll, I'll finally be happy. When I finally fit into that size 12 dress or that size 10 dress then they come in with these unrealistic expectations of my problems will be solved i will be happy 
um, my relationship problems, my financial problems, my issues with my kids. I mean, it's, they think that that is going to solve all the problems. And across the board, every single person that we've gotten across that finish line, they've lost the weight. And they're there. They're, they're not happy. Believe it or not. It's like, yes. I believe it. Go back now, to the episode with Rachel. She said verbatim yep. that sentence. Yes. Now, now granted, I, I want to take that back. It's they have found and remember our job and, and I'm I'm gonna get a little bit I'm gonna go one layer deeper here. The journey of transformation is learning how to love yourself. It's about doing what you say you're gonna do. It's not about the weight loss. So that's what we do is like and as people start keeping their promises to themselves. And then they start changing. They learn how to love themselves and they're honoring themselves. And okay, okay, they start losing the weight. But when they get across that finish line, guess what? The relationship problems, the financial problems, the career problems, the problems with the relationship with the kids or whatever it is, they, they are all still there. And in fact, a lot of times it can be even worse. And so I can't tell you how many times I've gotten people across the line of losing 200 pounds, finally you know, going from a size 34 to a size eight or a size 10 and, and they're there. And, but the, the, unfortunately they experience this massive disappointment because they think that it's going to solve all their problems. Just like when people win the lottery, they think that's going to solve all my problems. It's going to solve a couple. Yeah. And you ever watch that show about people who've won the lottery? Most of them lose all the money. And when they do win the lottery, they have 10 times more problems. Because they don't know how to manage the money. And they also, yeah, you get a lot of money, but your relationship problems are still there. You're, you know, obviously financial and career problems can set, a couple of things can get checked off the list. But at the same time, all these other issues still exist. And sometimes they even get worse. In fact, quite often they do. And so as people go through the journey of transformation, hey, heads up, guess what? You're going to have the same relationship problems. You're going to have those same financial problems. You're going to have the same career problems. And chances are they might even get worse. Because even as you're going through the, the journey of transformation, sometimes your social system gets torn apart. And you just have to, you, you know, invite new friends into your life to help support you on this journey. And, I mean, who knows what, what could possibly happen. But I just want to set realistic expectations for people not to fall into that lottery syndrome. Happiness is not... You know, when I. Yes, it's exactly. It's not when I. It's not when you step on the scale and it reads, you know, 160 pounds where, from wherever you are. It's because when if, if you focus on that, you are going to be so sorely disappointed. And by the way, that disappointment is one of the major triggers in, in people going back and all of a sudden breaking their promises and, and backsliding all the way back to gaining the weight again, in which through that process, they start to, they lose belief in themselves. They start to hate themselves. There's, there's despair. So I realized years back that we have to set those realistic expectations. We have to crush that lottery syndrome and let everyone know that all the problems that you're dealing with in life right now, aside from perhaps some of the health problems that you might be struggling with with your weight, but all those problems will still exist and they could possibly be worse. In fact, new problems are going to pop up that you're not even aware of right now. It's going to be, and that, and that's called life. It's just part of the process. It's part of the, your journey. So when, as you set out to lose this weight, focus on the journey within which is going to be focusing on keeping your promises to yourself, learning how to believe in yourself, building that self-confidence and honoring yourself. 
And as long as you focus on that, that weight loss becomes an, uh, an afterthought. And it's a byproduct of this journey toward loving yourself. And then you won't be set up to have those unrealistic expectations because I tell you what, life is, it's tough right now and chances are it might get tougher. Except, of course, you get to do a lot of really cool things that you couldn't do before. If you won the lottery. Yeah, exactly. And also, if you lose a lot of weight, you get to experience a lot of things in life that you probably couldn't experience before when you were struggling and depending on how much we're talking about losing. Yeah, you know what's, and we don't even have to speak in hypotheticals. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll divulge my story and you tell me where the similarities fall within you. Right. Uh, I grew up a uh, really blue collar in a family that didn't have a ton of dough. And uh, from a really young age, I knew that like I was going to try to accomplish something. I was going to try to get out there, make a lot of money, have a lot of success. I was, I wanted that for myself and I wouldn't stop until I got there. And lo and behold, uh, if anybody who knows my story knows that I reached the the height of my career, I got to the pinnacle. I had the big contract. I was cashing bigger bonus checks than I had made my first year of radio. Like I had a lot of really good things going on and never was I more unhappy. Right. The money didn't Mm. fix a bleeping thing. Right. In yeah. fact, what you just said was more true. I felt like it created more problems for me. The, the, I will say that the one upside to having a little bit of cash was like, okay, I can afford to work on my health. I can afford to get a therapist. I can afford to get a healer. I can afford to do some of those things. Absolutely. Um, but if you're not in the money right now and you think the money's going to fix the problem for you, I don't know. I don't yeah. think it's going to. No, it, it's just, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel? You, you got to the pinnacle. You made, you made boatloads of money. Yeah. That's all, <laughs> you all your know, problems. Like, you know what though? It, it definitely, it relieved that financial pressure that, because, because, because for me, there's always been that fear, especially coming from my, some of my past traumas of the lo- losing everything and living out of my car. Um, I always, I always told my ex-wife, you know, when, when, things were starting to take off. I said, I want to be able to, the, to go to the grocery store, swipe my credit card and not worry not about it. Worry. And just know that I can get these groceries and I don't have to think about it. And that was, that's an amazing place to be. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm to not gonna to lie. To bills on time, to answer the phone, nobody's ever calling you to collect. Oh man, I, and I was there. You know, I was, I was in the hole, $200,000. I had, the, the car I was living out of was repossessed and it, repossessed I call it repossessed <laughs> whatever it was repossessed and um man it, it was that was and that, that was I was living in a constant state of fear and it relieved that now granted along with that though came a whole new world of stresses and also on top of that I'll tell you straight up when people even when I wasn't making money we talked about this before it was like the first my first year on the show I made more as a trainer than I did on, right, on the show. Right. But when people see you on the show, then all of a sudden you start getting phone calls from cousins you didn't know you had mm. asking you for money. Mm. And you're like, dude. And they're like, dude, you made it. You made it. It's like, no, I really haven't made it. You, you see me on TV. But financially, it's not that great. You know, and then... I get a little big brother with Chris when, like, I see people treat him like he's a zillionaire and try to take <laughs> advantage of him. Like, he's just over here with freaking you know, truckloads of cash, just waiting to pass out to people like he's an ice cream truck. It's about the only time with my relationship with you where I get a little, I get a little big brother and I get a little, mm, yeah, yeah. do you not know what this man is dealing with right now? 
He's hanging on by a thread, uh, you asshole. Come on. Uh, Talking through my teeth right now. I love you, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah, it makes you, me so mad. Uh, it's it's all good. And you know what? The thing is, like, for anyone who's gone through a divorce and st- through crazy times, you realize, like, man, that it disappears fast. Yeah. It dis- and then before you know it, you're you're re- you're rebuilding the foundation, which is what we're doing. But yeah, I mean, I must say, you know, having some money in the bank, it's nice. It it definitely creates a, that that buffer. But and I'm gonna. I'm going to parallel this with the journey of transformation. It's like, as you're losing weight, that's great. But just know that, you know, when you cross that finish line of your weight goal, again, the problems still exist. When the scale says the number that you want, it's not magically going to fix all the problems. Not at all. And the problems will still be there. So be ready for it. That's I mean, I can't say it enough. Be ready for the end. And I know you hear people say, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. You're like, yeah, screw you. This journey sucks right now. I'm telling you, you'll look back and say, wow, that was really something. You know, there there were some really exciting moments and so many non-scale victories. And that's why I really, if anything that I want you to focus on this week, it's going to be all those beautiful non-scale victories and all the opportunities that you're creating for yourself along the way. Because I'm telling you, that's the real gold nuggets. As you're going through this journey of transformation, there's yeah. no pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. That's the wealth, man. Yeah. Unwrap yeah. the story. You ever chase the end of a rainbow, a, a real one? You get there, there's no pot of gold. There isn't? In fact, no. And there's no rainbow. I'll never start doing that. And, and if you, when, when you actually get there to the base, and well, the thing is, you never reach the base yeah. of the rainbow. You just keep going, and all of a sudden you realize, no, there's no end to this rainbow. You just keep going. And that's the journey of transformation right there. Man, I needed that. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm okay the fact that Alexia didn't show up today. I enjoyed this conversation so much. Me too, brother. Yeah, thank Me you. Me too. Thank uh, you. All right, so listen, everyone. we got a couple of really great guests coming up. Bruce Pitcher, uh, who was on your show, is going to stop by. Murbod. Yeah, On also. your show, going to yep. stop by. Alexi Papas, the runner. Dude. Going to stop by. She's amazing she also, yes. She's like real deal. Yeah, she is awesome. We, we got some really exciting guests coming up and lots of where are they nows, which you you guys have asked for. Yeah. So so we're going to bring a bunch of folks from, from formerly from the show back on. We're going to have a chat with them. And so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we've it, said it before. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we've no. said it before. Let's say it again. If you would like to share your story of transformation with us, we would love to hear from you. And you can find us on our Instagram page at the I Needed That Podcast. Amen. Yeah, we're looking for some really inspirational people who've been through that journey. And I've got some some really powerful information and, and uh, guidance to share. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys, have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to us. A reminder to leave us a review, maybe a five-star rating. And we'll see you next week right here on the I Needed That Podcast. Bye, Chris. See you, buddy.